crowdfunding has emerged as a popular alternative for passive investors, and they're making commercial real estate investing more accessible. So the pros, easy access to investment opportunities and lower minimums. Cons, additional fees. Being part is there's a third party. There's a middleman now connecting these funds to you, as well as you have less control over investment decisions. There's also a frenzy of activity when there's capital going in is you have less ability to negotiate. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And when I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing into commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, it's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations, and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Welcome to Passive Wealth Principles. I'm your host, Jake Harris. We're actually interrupting your regularly scheduled programs with some guests on our one-on-one talks, and we're going to dive into a few different topics that we're uh, have been kind of emerging. Number one, bank failures, uh, collapse, the Bitcoin, a uh, whole lot of other things that have been happening in the world, it being that it's uh, March, kind of April uh, 2023, as well as I'm going to respond to some questions that I've had from some people. So this is episode is specifically around some of those questions uh, that I've received about uh, passive investing and real estate passive investing specifically. So I'm going to jump right into it. So this is kind of a guide to passive real estate investing. And as we kind of dive into this primary investment options to passive investors. And I'm going to kind of weigh some of those pros and cons, discuss some of the nuances of evaluating these different options. Uh, The two main options are syndications and funds. And as we kind of explore the worlds of syndications and funds, and also a caveat of crowdfunding, you'll be able to discern or get a little bit deeper understanding of each and some of the potential impacts on investment journey. Again, this is not investment advice. You know, if you're making an investment, consult your with your financial advisors. Uh, this is just for educational and informational purposes. So let's dive right into it. Syndications and funds. And I want to kind of, so you can understand the options as a passive investor, you have these main two options at your disposal. Syndications and funds each have their own distinct characteristics and kind of risk profiles. In a syndication, this involves investing into individual properties. So someone presents, hey, uh, apartment, you know, in uh, Austin, Texas. 
So the syndication is you're investing into one specific property, uh, and then the offering is has potentially higher returns. However, these options sometimes lack diversity, and they rely heavily on the performance of that selected property. So if something happens bad in Austin, that is you know that drives that you know value of that market down. That's it. Your investment, you've picked that one property and it goes up or down based on some of those performance of that individual one. So the pro is you get direct investment into a specific property. You don't have to evaluate multiple scenarios, just that particular market and that particular property. And you have a potential for higher returns like picking an individual stock versus an EFT is you're not getting a bucket of goods. You're getting that specific property goes up better returns. Cons, you have a lack of diversity. So a lack of diversity, meaning that it's not spread out. It's not an ETF. It's not spread across multiple properties. And also another one of those cons, as I just mentioned, was the reliance on the performance of a single property. So now let's jump into funds. Funds, conversely, similar to like an ETF, provide diversification across multiple properties. And with investments managed by experienced professionals, these are you know funds like Blackstone or Brookfield or Carlisle or any one of these big private equity groups. The trade-off is you have limited control over specific properties within that fund, and you have potentially lower returns due to management fees as well as you know disposition fees, acquisition fees, and, and the likes. So pro, you get access to investments managed by experienced professionals. Uh, you get diversification across multiple properties. Uh, the con is you have limited control over these specific properties in the fund, and you have potentially lower returns due to higher management fees or diluted returns as a whole. So now I'm going to dive into one additional category, which is crowdfunding. This is kind of a modern approach to investing. The Jobs Act opened up crowdfunding during Obama's presidency. So crowdfunding has emerged as a popular alternative for passive investors, platforms like Fundrise, uh, Realty Mogul, CrowdStreet, and they're making commercial real estate investing more accessible. This option offers easy access to investments, uh, lower minimum investments. It's important to be aware that there's sometimes additional fees because there is this third-party involvement, and it also reduces control over some of these investment decisions. So it is for making it easier and more accessible is they're getting their fee in the in the middle of that, and that's ultimately going to reduce your return overall. So the pros, easy access to investment opportunities and lower minimums. Uh, cons, additional fees being part is there's a third party. There's a middleman now connecting these funds to you, as well as you have less control over investment decisions. These You also have less control over some of these entity documents and how you're investing in. And there's also a frenzy of activity when there's capital going in is you have less ability to negotiate. So we're going to talk a little bit more about kind of evaluating syndications as an opportunity. When evaluating the syndication, passive investors must be careful when analyzing these deals and decide if they kind of align with their own investment goals. This you know, oftentimes requires a much more thorough understanding of the property, the market, 
the potential for appreciation or rental income or the value add strategy or whatever it is that that sponsor is specifically talking about and touting of that property. So you're really discerning the perspective and a prudent approach are key to making some informed decisions around a syndication. Uh, The importance, and this goes for everything, is the importance of trusting and vetting sponsors. Uh, In the realm, there's oftentimes blind pool investments uh, where the the trust is all put into the sponsor. Uh, They have not even identified sometimes the properties that are going to go into their buckets uh, of their fund. And so then this is something that you need to understand their investment thesis, their decision, their criteria that you're committing to without you specifically knowing the exact assets that you're buying into. So to to vet a sponsor, consider track record, experience, and really transparency into their operations. So we'll also dive into a little bit more kind of the different types of investors because they can help you determine what kind of category of properties that are available to you and you understanding this. And so you'd be a little bit better equipped to navigate the kind of the complex world of passive investing, specifically around real estate and help you make kind of some long-term decisions. So there's two types of investors. There's accredited investors and non-accredited investors. So an accredited investor, I'm going to read the actual kind of definition is as written by the SEC the individual or entity that meets specific financial criteria set by the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, allowing them to invest in certain high-risk investments such as private equity and hedge funds. The criteria include meeting either an annual income threshold or having a certain level of liquid net worth. So the SEC definition of an accredited investor per Reg D-501 of U.S. security laws includes the following criteria. An individual with an annual income of at least $200,000 for each of the two most recent years or a joint annual income with a spouse of at least $300,000 for each of those years with an expectation of maintaining the same income level for the current year. Two, an individual or married couple with a net worth of over $1 million, excluding the value of their primary residence. So additionally, this covers such entities as banks and insurance and you know registered investment companies, employees, benefit plans, and total assets exceeding $5 million. Other entities like trust and charitable organizations over $5 million also will qualify for accredited investor status, as well as equity owners that are accredited investors. So this was also expanded in 2020 to include uh, individuals holding certain professional certifications, designations, or credentials, such as a Series 7, a Series 65, Series 82. Those are security licenses that require a lot of education to get there. So really, in a simple version, it's kind of like getting a VIP into the world of investing. The government says, hey, you achieved a certain level of wealth, so you get access to these exclusive high-risk investing opportunities that really aren't available to everyone. So, you know, to become that VIP investor, you need to meet these specific criteria of at least $200,000 a year in income or a net worth of over a million dollars. So that is the kind of the largest category of people that are accessing passive investment options is our accredited investors. Uh, And the reason being is that the SEC says you have, you know, you can make uh, these risky investments. So let's assume that some people listening to this are non-accredited investors. So don't 
fret, don't worry that, oh my gosh, I'm a non-accredited investor, so I won't be able to invest passively into real estate. That is just not true because uh, non-accredited investors can still invest, but there's just going to be fewer options available to them. Those are going to typically be more in individual deals uh, as or just syndication. Some of these big funds will not have room or access to them. So this means you're going to typically going to be managed by smaller firms. However, even with some of these in a, a type of a fund, a Reg D, a 506B, which is a specific detail of, of how people uh, raise capital, they can take up to 35 non-accredited investors and participate in their deals. However, that means they got to know you personally. So that means you're going to have to network and connect up with some of these people to find out what their deals are because they cannot generally solicit. They cannot share this out to the public. That's why sometimes investor groups or masterminds or some kind of component of those will give you access to those deals. They also have significantly lower uh, minimum investments. I've seen them as $1,000, $5,000 and under these. But again, even from a sizing perspective, you're looking maybe five dollars to $50,000 as your investment as a non-accredited investor, which is beneficial if you're non-accredited because you don't have as much money as well. There's also some Reg uh, A offerings and some crowdfunding offerings that may get you into some of these deals. Uh, the deal terms and the fees may be not great or not as good that you can negotiate if you're writing bigger checks. So again, finding opportunities, networking is key. You need, you know, or potentially to find these deals, go to local real estate meetings, connect with smaller investment firms, get into mastermind groups or people that are talking about these real estate deals as a whole. But the same vetting out of the sponsor is still critical for you know, uh, running an understanding of these investments. So again, benefits sometimes can be lower fees because you're not having middlemen stepping on it or getting fees if on top of fees. Uh, but it also requires oftentimes a personal relationship with the firm or the individual that you're investing with. So these are some of the options for non-accredited investors to invest passively into real estate. Again, you can research this. You can dive into more content. Uh, Reg D. Uh, types of funds, 506B versus a 506C, a crowdfunding, as well as a Reg A offering. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Look, two of the most common questions I get asked are, where can I find good deals to invest into? And is it possible to invest alongside of our deals as a passive investor? So my team and I wanted to put together an insider list where you can get first access to investment opportunities, due diligence resources, and best practices for those interested in investing passively into deals like the ones we talk about on the show. Those deals are mostly in the commercial real estate space, but I oftentimes get exclusive access to deals of people like the guests on my show. If those deals pass our criteria, we pass them on to those on the list. To gain access to this insider list, all you have to do is go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. We also host events, dinners, and give away VIP access to events that I'm speaking at or attending. Once again, it's www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. For those that are serious about passive wealth building, we'll see you on the inside. Now, back to the show. 
So there's a few other things that I wanted to mention. There's some good reads. I think psychology of money is always something that I reference uh, many times over on the podcast. It is just really good understanding of how your environment and growing up affects uh, your thoughts and your thought process around money. Uh, I've talked about this several times again uh, in the past of Market Shifts Ahead by John Burns. This is also diving into demographics. If you're planning to invest into individual markets or cohorts of that are relying on it, it'll give you some more clarity and what the sponsor potentially could be saying, as well as uh, one that I have not mentioned very often, but is from a friend of mine, uh, David Osborne, is Wealth Can't Wait. And why would you invest into this? Why would you build businesses? Why would you be working towards this is because it becomes your duty to do that for the livelihood of your family. So again, this has been a interrupted uh, off the uh, normal scheduled programs of some of these interviews. We want to dive in and answer some of these questions uh, for uh, people that have been reaching out to me. A little bit shorter episodes, a little bit more bite size. So if you want to have or find out more of this information, find out more of these things. We're actually going to be putting out some more content around these concepts, giving away some more detailed breakdown of how to vet sponsors, some beginning into commercial real estate or into syndications or how to vet a sponsor. And uh, we're sharing all of that stuff. We're kind of building up. We've been building up and recording a lot of content under you know under this this kind of new new banner uh, say this passive wealth banner you can still get access to that through catchknives.com for that newsletter so if you're interested in hearing about more things about vetting sponsors finding out good deals what is accessible to you both as an accredited investor or a non-accredited investor and then diving deeper into the types of investments that you can invest sign up at catchknives.com and uh ask any of those questions, shoot, shoot me an email or follow me on Instagram, Instagram at, at jake.realestate. Uh, that I, I manage that myself. I respond to, I think almost all the DMS. I don't know some of them don't make it through because of the spam stuff, but if you're a real person and you have a real question, oftentimes it finds its way to me and I try to answer those. And, and so if you have questions, feel free to find me on Instagram at jake.realestate on Instagram. And hopefully after these couple of these couple of episodes, we'll be back to your regular scheduled program of interviewing people of some of my friends and colleagues of some of the best investors that I know. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at jake.realestate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.